From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's been three years and I still wait for something more than a syllable. Maybe that's the... Uh the gag, Casey. Is it a... It's a stupid gag. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, joining us in studio is listener Devin. Oh, my. Good day. Uh, and his wife, Rose. Hi. But before we get too deep into things, we should probably do that thing that I do at the top of the show, Damn. right? The American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link of our homepage and join today. Also want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Tyler Romanski, Hoppenbarrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blinderstudios and become a patron today. And or, you know, and if you do become a patron, then you can come up and visit us and be in the studio, <laughs> like <laughs> Devin. I bet all the other patrons are jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or you can go to blindnessstudios.com uh, and click on the patron link on that page. And while you're at blindnessstudios.com, go ahead and click on the store link on our homepage, or go to teespring.com/store/blindnessstudios and check out our nifty merch. They have dog toys on there yet? I should look and see if we can get some dog toys. It really does seem like something they would do. They do everything on Teespring: yeah. socks, well, sweatpants, all and that's that's stuff. just what I need is more squeaky toys in the studio. Yeah. No, don't that. It, Brian, that squeaks. And they were an audio oh, medium. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brian, what have you been up to beer related lately? Oh, boy. Something this time. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, something other than, than nothing. Um, well, I mean, you've been opening up a new brewery. Like. Well, there's that. Uh, haven't been, haven't, I went down there for a bar opening, uh, the bar and restaurant, Stellar 181, down uh, in Spring Valley, Minnesota, which is across the street from the new Hop and Barrel Spring Valley location. Uh, fantastic opening. Uh, drank some beer. But the thing I was going to talk about is you did, you did a, a beer with Ellis from the garage, which we've yeah, been talking yep. about a little bit, and the release for that was this last Friday. It was on Friday. Which was very exciting. Uh, and we, I think I drank three, four pints of it. I had too many. I had many of them, and it was very proper. It was a very good recipe. Very, very proud of you guys. You did a great job. Yeah, it turned out uh, it, it tasted pretty much exactly and like the place I was expected. packed. Was awesome. I think that place is packed anyway, not to take away from you know the possibility of no. I, I see how throngs it is. Like, of, it's, throngs it's, of it's, adoring fans showing up <laughs> to to drink your tropical stout, which was amazing. Yeah, I was surprised at how many people were drinking the stout. Um, just, I mean, even like on a hot day, like hot that. summer night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and people didn't even know it was yours. So then everybody's like, oh, this is a great stout. You're like, oh, you like it. Yeah. Oh, that's mine. It's mine. <laughs> it's mine. You can't have any. <laughs> Very cool. What about you, man? Beer uh, related. Beer related. Well, uh, I mean, this, this Devin guy came to town and so it's been brewery after brewery uh, after bar after bar for the. It catches know, up. It, it feels like a month. Man. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Like I think every day has been a Saturday, and a Saturday was Thursday, and then it, we yeah. got to Friday, and there was another Saturday. Yeah, here we are Sunday, and three days of just 
bar hopping and brewery hopping is like, all right, well, today we're going to hit the brakes a little bit and come back. Well, we had a pretty good hike at Kaposia, too, uh, on whatever day that was, Friday. Mm -hmm. Was that Friday? That was Friday. Or was that a Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) It was a Saturday. Anyway, that was um, a good time. It was. But yeah, uh, Devin. Yeah, why don't you why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, a little about your homebrew journey and Yeah. So uh started homebrewing. I didn't even know you could homebrew. Uh my wife and I, we were actually Christmas shopping and saw one of those brew kits at a Gordman's, I believe. I think it was a Coles. Coles. Yeah. Was Gordman's. it a Mr. Beer kit? No, it was not. It and was like a generic one. <laughs> yeah. And I was completely blown away and she's like, Why are you on your phone on the way home? I said, I didn't know you can make your own beer. <laughs> cool. And how many years ago was this? Uh, seven. Seven years ago. So that put put you at the time at about 18? 19. 19? Yep. Yeah. And what the cool thing is, is you can't buy alcohol until you're 21 in Missouri, but they don't card you at a brew store. They do not. So when I walked in there, and she's like, you're not going to be able to make your own beer because you're underage. I said, "You okay, well, we'll try this out. Try and stop me. Yeah. Go to the brew store, get everything together, and I didn't get carded. So I'm like, okay, so for the next two years, I'm going to make all the beer I possibly can (laughs) and not not have to pay somebody else to go get it for me. That is an ambitious 19-year-old. Yeah, no kidding. And it sucked. (laughs) It it was awful. And Rose being the wonderful, supportive woman she is, I was like, all right. So what was the first one? It was American Amber. Mm -hmm. And... Because I did all the Google, like, oh, this is going to be one of the easiest ones you can make. It's easy. I'm like, all right, cool. I never tried it. I got three commercial versions that I saw at like a Friar Tux. Or, do you guys have Friar Tux up here? No. What What is that? Uh, like a Total Wine? Do you have Total oh, Wine? Oh, yeah, we got Total oh, Wine. okay. Yeah. We total Wine. Okay. Uh, so we got up there, and I got like four or five American Ambers. While after I had already brewed it, and it's fermenting, I said, how's this going to taste? I hated every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so get to it, open it up, and I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. And she's like, oh, yeah, it, it, it's good. And then I see her talking to somebody else. She's like, I just don't like it. I'm like, oh, okay. My beer is ass. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. You were so enthusiastic and excited about it that I was like, oh, yeah, I love it, babe. I, I just didn't want to break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait seven years, yeah. then break heart. <laughs> but then and I'd, my style choice was I think I only stuck with, like, Belgians. I didn't I didn't touch stouts. I didn't because when you guys were doing the whole Guinness taste, everybody, you know, you're raised, oh, it's a meal in a glass. Stay away from it. It's right. thick and all this. I, and now there's the only thing I don't like are triple IPAs. So if they're a lot of work to drink. Uh, triple IPAs, <laughs> like you get them. It's one. It's a glass and a nap. <laughs> That's why is I can't get. I want to have. Well, we had this conversation last night. I want to have beers, mm-hmm. not a beer. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Kind of don't know what else to put into that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so your first beer was an American. American Amber. Amber. Yep. And you hated the style. What I like you, it now. You like it now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you mostly brew now? Uh, so right now I have been going for like Kolsch. Kolsch, I've been trying to dial that in. Um, yeah, I mean. You made it, a really good hazy IPA. I, I, do, I did make a pretty good hazy. Nice. But I don't have a style I stick to. Okay. What about your uh, What about your setup? Uh, I do a. I have a kegel setup, so nice. uh, th- you know. When did you uh, When did you make the jump to all grain? 
four years ago. Okay. And the first one I made was a, I had never made a lager and I made a Pilsner. And when I told the guys at the brew shop, I said, hey, this is my first all grain. And they're like, oh, what are you making? I was like, a Pilsner. They're like, you got balls. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're like, do you know what you're doing? I said, I have no idea. How I, was that cream corn? Awful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that I didn't have any temperature control. I didn't know anything about that. He just said, you got to ferment it cold. And I'm thinking, okay, my basement's 58 degrees. That was not, I didn't, I didn't know anything about the diacetyl rest. I didn't know any of that. And it tastes exactly like a 99 cent can of cream corn. Nice. It went right and it went, I think I got what, one glass out of it. And then it went down the drain. It's a good one to put in your corn chowder. (laughs) Make cornbread out of it. That's uh, five gallons of corn chowder. That's a lot of corn chowder. That's a lot of corn chowder. Eating corn chowder. You're going to have to get a second uh, freezer for your home Mm -hmm. for all that corn chowder. (laughs) Mom, why are we eating corn chowder? Your dad made shitty beer. (laughs) It's going to get him drunk, but it'll feed him. Oh, my Normally dad, come, <laughs> normally dad comes home, has a beer after work, and he gets happier, but now he's just more mad because he's like, this is this is awful. <laughs> Corn chatter. But yeah, rocking a kegel system. Um, I actually, I started just with the igloo coolers, the eight-gallon igloo coolers like everybody does. Got the little ball valve set, converted them. Awesome. Um, See, I think that's funny. And you did that yourself, huh? Mm-hmm. Converted. Yeah. That's the, so, the DIY aspect like I always of brewing say, is so that's, fun. I just thought that was part and parcel of home brewing. I think I've said that a hundred times on the show. So Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've really met any home brewers who didn't DIY who aren't kind of a large part of their setup. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, troubleshooting, tinkering, you know. It's yeah. you now know. when it comes to anything electrical, I'm out. <laughs> I will I will buy pre-made stuff. I can't do any wiring. Nope. But it's real easy. It you is. just follow the thing. And Pretty then don't easy. plug it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So's so's bending copper pipe for for a little work AC chiller. unit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that is fine. Oh yeah, you guys yeah. Yeah, that was fine. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, didn't cause explode. Any yeah. No. No explosions. No explosions. Didn't kink any <laughs> pipe. It's fine. Did Everything's have, good. Wasn't there refrigerant in it too? Or yeah, was, yeah. You, you need an EPA license for that. For what? To mess with any refrigerant pipe. Not if you don't tell anyone. Shh. <laughs> 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 Just like how they didn't card me to make my own beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, they shouldn't have let me buy a AC unit. I'm like, really, this is on them. Yeah, it's their fault. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a commercial calibration, so we should oh. probably dive into that. Um, we are doing uh, yeah. Modelo Negra, which is Modelo but black. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, so... There's not, I don't really have, like, see, let's see, medium body lager with slow roasted caramel malts brewed for a rich, smooth taste. Um, I mean, oh, uh, I guess big news that I forgot to mention, we have the patented beer light back. Um, our, uh, our patented beer light technician, Devin, showed up and was able to install that for us. So. <laughs> Just, uh, the poof, poof. done. Oh, yeah. That's a that is uh, so it pours with a beautiful like off white head, um, and it has this not not red, 
Like almost a brownish amber. Yeah, almost a brownish amber. Almost looks like does almost look like a brown ale. Because what did we did uh, Newcastle last? Yeah, we. Uh, it was terrible. You want five Newcastles? No, I'm good. Because <laughs> while you guys were tasting so it last bad. week, it was like, yeah, this beer sucks. <laughs> yeah. We're just. Uh, the struggle was real, and then we were finally like, you know what? No, just it, it sucks. One of my really good buddies is they're from England, and they hate it. Yeah, it's not a good beer. No, it's so weird. We'll do like we'll do a more fun one, like Old Speckled Hen or something at some point, and something that hopefully, I, I if I remember right, tastes better, or even just Boddington's where it doesn't kind of taste like anything. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so we're talking about this one. Yeah, from a style chaser standpoint, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about eight. Uh, a yeah, like Vienna B, Lager. B. This is a, technically a Vienna Lager, not a Schwartz beer. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not big enough for a Schwartz. Even like the, I guess like the black moniker or the dark beer moniker on this doesn't fit for me. It's it's way too light. It's very light for, I guess, a quote unquote dark lager. Okay, well, I mean, from a history standpoint, Modelo is brewed where. Uh, in Mexico. Right, and then... From what? the German in- immigrants who moved to Mexico. Exactly. I don't know. I'm kind of paging or scrolling okay. through here. Um, Aroma-wise, it's, it's it's not, like, overwhelming in any, in any way. It's very inoffensive. I'm getting more of a mineral quality, which is... Which you is know, very I mean, Medela or Medela like, right? Because we're not looking for like any hop character on this, and what we would potentially be sniffing around on on this would be malt character, which we're not really going to get much of that either. So, possibly the minerality, well, not possibly the minerality is from the water. So I uh, right before this, I had a regular Medela because that's the house beer, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> it is, it is. Um, and there's not an insane difference between the two. This one has a little bit more of that caramel, mm-hmm. um, but it's also it's it's very clean. There's a, a sl- rich is not the word necessarily, but what's what is a word that's a little bit dialed back from like a rich? I think just m- maybe just a little bit of that caramel thickness character yeah. character. Maybe character. I'm, I'm trying to think of what the what, what a good word for be. Yeah, I mean, is, there, there's a there is a caramel character to it. Like yeah, it's it. You get you get hints of caramel. It's almost like a suggestion. Yeah, it is not bitter either. It is Mm-mm. far from nice and clean. Yep. I, yeah, there like, is you, a, there uh, is there is a firm mineral a firm mineral quality that might be kind of bleeding into the. Um, the whatever the little bit of hop, the tiny little bit of hop character that it, is in this beer, which it, is just coming off as a clean bitterness. It sits very dry on the palate. Like okay. uh, when I finish it, like my mouth is like it's it's not it's it's almost like when you get like that that tannic astringency, but like it's not tannins. It's I think it's something with the mineral quality of it. Okay, it doesn't hang around. Yeah, it, it, it's gone. Interesting. Yeah, so we're talking about potentially a Vienna lager here, I guess. Which it, you know, and it's kind of almost a a little bit so, of a So uh, what's 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 the what's the overview on a Vienna lager? Seven A Vienna lager overview. Yeah, just a oh. a moderate strength amber lager with a soft, smooth maltiness. Ah, there we go. Soft, soft, smooth, smooth. That's maltiness. It. So not rich. Moderate bitterness. 
yet finishing relatively dry. The malt flavor is clean, bready, rich, somewhat toasty. Ah, uh, yes, the difference between bread and, you know, like toasted bread, like that Maillard character. An elegant impression derived from a qual- from quality base malts and process, not specialty malt or adjunct. Uh, I mean, reading that description, I think this fits that to a T. Absolutely. Like this is a uh, under commercial examples. Do they list this? Mm. Just because I'm curious. Should be at the yeah the the last blurb on the. They do not, but they do have shells fire brick in here. So nod to shells locally local. localish for us. Um, and also they do kind of note that the malt character is similar to a Mertzen. Which, which I would say malt character, yes. Yeast character, definitely not. Yeah, this well, yeah, because with the Meritzen, you have more of a lingering mm-hmm. sweetness. Lower alcohol than a Meritzen or Fest beer, less rich, less malty, less hop-centered compared to like a, your Czech Amber Lager, for example. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I don't know if we really have anything else to talk about. On nope, this one. that was pretty comprehensive. All right. Uh, so our main topic today is we're going to re-examine another um, thing. So last week we started this kind of mini-series on we're going back and we're looking at, um, I guess, like brewing controversies or brewing practices that have just been around forever. And uh, with, with newfound knowledge, it's good to go back and look at them and see, should we do them? Should we not do them? Uh, if we're using them, should we, should we stop? Or is this something we need to start doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to look at the, um, the very common uh, phrase, secondary fermentation. Mm. <clears throat> Which, first of all, so we say that, we say secondary fermentation, but I don't, there is very little fermentation going yeah. on in it's, that it's, a, it's a very uh, big misnomer. It's well, basically what's yeah. happening when a professional brewer transfers the beer from the fermentation vessel to the bright tank. Yeah, I would, I would push this more into, I mean, I, you know, like I said, not a lot of fermentation going on there. I would also argue that there really probably shouldn't be, there should be very little fermentation well, going on. So looking back at um, the yeast malt, uh, books and uh, the even even Scott Janish's book. Uh, how how quickly are the short chain sugars uh, like take like most of its most of the yeast is doing its growth in what the first thirty six hours. Yep. Um, and if most, not shorter, depending if, if on the, shorter, the gravity of the beer. Yep. Um, and most of your short chain sugars are devoured within the first seven days. Mm-hmm. So, like. <laughs> Not much left. Now, what we need to really kind of focus on and think here is more like conditioning, maturation, or in the case of anything cold, fermented, lagering. Yes. Okay, so if we're in a secondary, certainly we'd, and that's know. Well, and that's why I feel like... The, I, I feel like my biggest issue with it is the term secondary fermentation. Uh, yeah. it, it does not describe what you're doing to the beer at all. And here, here's the issue I have for it, too, is if you get a lot of the beginner beer kits, they give you those extra buckets. But as a beginner, you're not lagering. If you jump right into lagering, I applaud. Well, and yeah, that's uh, tough. At, at the five-gallon scale, mm-hmm. an extended sit, on the yeast of like six to eight weeks isn't going to hurt anything. Like you're, you, you don't have enough uh, pressure there for autolysis to occur. Um, and like, it's all going to settle. Like there are cases where you might, and it's a very small possibility might get some, 
uh, flavor issue. But if anything, the longer you let it sit there, it's going to clear up. Like if you're now, if you're doing it for like three months, like if you're doing like a barley wine or something, then right. you want to get it off after probably two months. And then and, and the, the other reason I stopped practicing it, too, is you run the risk of two things infecting it if you don't properly sanitize and two adding oxygen where it doesn't need to be. So you're also yep. taking it off when you put it into your bottling bucket, if that's what you're doing. Yeah. So just let it sit the full two weeks, continue continue to take your gravity readings, and when it's done, you know, just you're done. Oh, and the oxygen one is huge. Yeah. Like, the more times you move your beer, especially beginning when your practices maybe aren't the best, mm-hmm. um, or even, and even, like, later, like, if you're not, if you're not transferring under pressure— like you are introducing oxygen to that beer mm-hmm. every time you move it. Yeah, so moving home brew off of the yeast is going to help us reduce opportunities for yeasty off flavors, which are associated with autolysis, which is yeast dying. And you got to be a pretty good taster to kind of get into those sort of flavors. But also aging in a secondary is going to give you definitely clearer or brighter beer, as we like to say. And... Since glass carboys aren't oxygen permeable, making them the preferred vessel for any kind of this long-term aging without any sort of oxidation is probably your best bet. So a little bit smaller of a vessel, too, if you're looking to do any kind of cold conditioning, um, you know, fitting it all into a, a fridge. And if you really want to do secondary, if that's what you've been practicing a lot, conical fermenters, uh, like the catalysts or whatever. Yeah, remove it, remove the yeast instead of the beer. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's a butterfly valve. You turn off or close it, change that drawer out, rinse it, sanitize, put it back. There you go. You're in, you're in secondary, mm-hmm. just like that. So yeah, we talked about it, it being an opportunity to introduce oxygen. Um, you know, leaving... You know, your beer on yeast gives an opportunity to clean itself up and reabsorb. Your, the, the, the benefits diacetyl. of leaving it on the yeast keg far outweigh your yeah. potential autolysis well, issues. Pulling, I, I feel like the diacetyl back in into the to the yeast cell. And I always say, like, per, just pretend the yeast cell has two hands and it's holding two beers, and then it, it for some reason it wants a third beer. So it's going to set that that one beer outside of its its shell and pull the other beer in and like it's going to do something with that but then eventually it's like okay I'm bored with that I'm going to take this diacetyl beer and pull it back into into my my cell and then just and then just drop down and that's a really simplified way of you know talking about diacetyl going back into the cell but your bright homebrew can be achieved without transferring by giving the yeast time to drop out a suspension. Also, we've got some findings and clarity things that we can talk about from the homebrew shop that you may or may not want to get into. So, yeah, um, I mean, times when so when you do want to do the extended aging is what it should be called or the the maturation of the beer, like or like if you're adding fruit to it, like you want to get it off the yeast cake before you do that. Otherwise, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, you're going to you're going to trigger a very fun and vigorous uh, fermentation. I, I get to see I, a geyser. Oh, I have a funny story with that. Um, <laughs> so the first fruit beer I ever wanted to make of Rose's. She really wanted raspberry. She wanted a raspberry half of eisen. So I'm like, cool, uh, I can make this. Got yeah. I got the uh, what, a little three pound jar of you know the Venters or whatever. Yeah, the raspberry puree. Yeah, and <laughs> put it in there, and I transferred it without reading, and it was not done with primary yet. And we lived in a third floor apartment, two bedroom. Got up in the middle of the night about three o'clock, four o'clock. In the middle of summer. In the middle of summer, went to go get a drink. 
pitch black in the living room to take a step in the kitchen where my fermenter was and just Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Three oh, gallons, boy. three gallons all over the kitchen floor. Uh, still got, uh, you know, yielded a couple bottles and it was good, but that was a horrible mess. To <laughs> and the carpet smelled like raspberry until we moved out of that place. Yes. That's awesome. I'm sure it still smelled like raspberry when after you moved out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The people that moved in are like, why does it smell like Oh, it smells so nice in here. But I'm so terrified. Every time I do it now, I I consistently look into it. I'm like, is it blown up yet? No, we're good. We're good. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. And it's crazy how much pressure fermentation can build up. Like, I have those stainless brew buckets and a ho- the hole got clogged and it literally blew the hinges off the brew bucket. It's blown away. Like, yeah. Blown away by that. Like, it's insane. Boom, boom. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I guess... Joke. All right, so I guess bottom line here, stop using the term secondary fermentation and say what you mean. Like say if like if you're if you're aging the beer or whatever, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm just, man, I'm, I feel like we're being pedantic, but well, that's you know we're home brewers. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we talk some listener mail, man? Yeah, uh, I really really dig this question. So this is Tyler, just Tyler, right? Uh, yep, yep. Just a, that, a listener. That's the only okay. name I have. Yep. Okay, got it, got it. And he hit us up via which channel? Uh, he sent us an email. Sent us an email. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys can send and, us uh, listener mail. All kinds of different spots. Uh, you know, like we talked about on the last episode, uh, we had uh, uh, Phil Feldman was in the mid- in the middle of a brew and had a question and hit us up, and I happened to see it. So we are totally into that kind of stuff. We love yes. the listener mail, and we appreciate um, it. This is a. This is more of a. He just want, wants our thoughts on some things. And, so. and I like this because then I don't really have to rack my brain to troubleshoot yeah. something today. So uh, you, you want to you read it, Brian? Yeah. So it says, this is from Tyler again. Uh, Hi, guys. Just curious what your desert island beer would be. Not literally, but if you could only brew or drink one style forever, what would it be? There's a few other things. So we'll a few other questions in you know well, yeah, in addition let's, to this. Let's, so let's, yeah. let's do that one first. Well, no. I, let's let's read them all. You want me to read we, them all? we can okay. think about it while. Ah, good call because you don't have the show notes in front of you, do you, Devin? No, I do not. <laughs> I have come unprepared. No, no, you just it didn't get sent to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you could brew or uh, brew or drink one style forever, what would it be? Also curious if you have a favorite grain, favorite hop, and favorite yeast. Yes, definitely, Tyler. We all do. For example. Tyler's favorite grain is Weirman Bark Munich Malt. Good choice. Very flavorful. A lot going on. Good characteristics. Uh, favorite hop for uh, Tyler is Matuka. And his favorite yeast is Imperial, Imperial L17. So that's from Imperial Organic. Uh, and then he likes that for lagers. He likes GO2 Kaiser or AO9 uh, for pub. Uh, AO9, AO9 pub, pub for, for ales. ales. Uh, so, uh, Casey, uh, Oh man, if you desert only brew island. Or drink one brew or drink one style. Oh, and this this is gonna this is gonna sound boring as shit, but um, I I I honestly like I'm 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 a little torn between um, American like West Coast style paleo um, or just Modelo, like. <sighs> Gosh, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Devin Stinson. Uh, so mine's it, it's same style, same beer. Good. So if I had to brew one, it's going to be an American brown ale. I'm sorry. 
the like eyes. A, like a Janet Brown <laughs> style? Or? I think my eyes got as big as pie plates. That I was not expecting that yes. at all. American Brown Ale, I, I absolutely love them. Huh. There's a local brewery, um, Civil Life. They have a fantastic okay. brown. But if I were to go with a commercial example that you can get anywhere, it's from Big Sky in Montana. Yeah, Moose Moostrol. Yep. And yeah. I, I have a clone that... Uh, so you got Northern Brewer, they make one called Caribou Slaver, and since yep. we're in uh, Missouri, I call it uh, Whitetail Saliva. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go with something. But Moose Troll, that is definitely going to be the beer I could drink seven days a week. Yeah, I have what? not had an American Brown in a hot minute. I have not either. I wonder if that should be our commercial calibration for next week. I, I don't see why not. I wonder if that is available in, in Europe as we I have don't many, know many European if, listeners. I don't know if it is, but I think we're going to run out of beer. I think we, we will, too. Do that only, and it's just a sad, unfortunate thing. Sorry, guys. And it you is. could drink that all times of the year, too. Just like your tropical stout you can have in a 90-degree day. American brown, you can drink it on a float trip. I don't care who you are. All right, so Brian, uh, what's your style and why is it American IPA? <laughs> <laughs> it is American IPA and it is Bell's Two Hearted, and we'll just call it a day on that one. So uh, we'll move on then. So, uh, so if so, I will say if I was actually stuck on a desert island, um, it would probably end up being a Goza if I had to brew it there because okay. everything's salty. <laughs> Oh, brother. Bum, bum, ba, dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as far as uh, favorite grain, favorite hop, favorite yeast go, Casey, go. Uh, so favorite grain, I I don't know. I, I can't really say why. Like I can't put it into words why I love it so much. But Golden Promise, okay. I really like that, yeah. that base malt. It's awesome. It goes into a lot of things, and it just adds... It adds something different that you don't see, like, because a lot of times you'll just see people, like, throw Maris Otter in, but, like, throwing Golden Promise sure. in does something different, mm-hmm. and it's fun. Um, favorite hop? I, I got to go with Mosaic. I love Mosaic. I will second that it before is it even su- gets to my turn. It is such a good hop. Okay. Um, and yeast, I mean, you know I'm a 1056 guy. Like, Yeah. <laughs> it's going to sound like I read your notes, but that's my yeah. yeast, too. I hear you. 1056 or 001. I like 1056 better. Uh, USO5. They're all... They're pretty, not the same, Brian. They're all pretty similar. They're not the same. They're not the same. You're, you're, no you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do we, uh, Devin, uh, Devin, I just need yeah, to give Devin. you my grain. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going honey malt. Oh, okay. A little bit goes a long way. Yeah. Yes. Honey malt, mainly a little goes a long way. You're going to definitely taste it no matter what you put in it. And also you can just put it in a bowl of milk. and eat it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> we haven't put it in milk, I promise. Not but, yet. <laughs> but no, anytime I, anytime I come home from the brew store. Uh, you just have a little sack for snacking? But I've just, I <laughs> try. Snack sack? Yeah. I try every malt that I, that I <sighs> brew with just so I can yeah. know. And honey malt is fantastic. That is, that is really good advice. But, Always try what you're brewing with. And, but I was 50-50 on Golden Promise or Honey Malt, but I got to go with Honey Malt for sure. Somebody's been listening to our show too much. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I guess I, myself, I'm... I am 100% with you, Tyler, on L17, uh, specifically L17 from Imperial Organic, I think is the finest lager yeast available. Um, I think I like it the best for Meritons. It is this big fat 
lovely lager strain. It's it's delicious. It's amazing. Grain wise, um, I I really think uh, aromatic brings a lot to the table across many different styles. Which and it's funny. I was I don't remember what other grain I had in mind, but then when I read that Tyler said this, you know, the Bark Munich, I was thinking, you know, like as far as depth of flavor, like richness, you know, if you really want to kick up the Maillard. Um, aromatic is the way to go. Now, as far as hops go, I like Michigan grown Centennial specifically. I think it has it's very specific, amazing flavor properties. And I think from row to row, high to low, it, 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 you get a, you know, a wide range, um, of flavor and it can kick pineapple. Uh, if, if you get the, 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 the right, get it in the right window, um, and I think it works great. It's versatile. Works in a lot of different styles, and you know I like me uh, an American IPA. Oh yeah, so that's where I'm. That's where I'm at with it. All right. Yeah. No, uh, Tyler. Thank you for this question. Like this, it was really it, fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We learned things about Brian. He uses other malt other than Chit Malton's things. And <laughs> <laughs> why is that still? Why is that still a running joke? Like, it's not. It's not fair. <laughs> Um, yeah, Devin, thanks for coming down yeah, and joining was, us. Yeah, this Crazy, was. I, I hope I hope it was everything that you dreamed it would be. And I'm going to say because it is recorded. Of course it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, and so I'm I'm going to give you your twenty bucks after this. And, right. uh, <laughs> I want that in ones, by the way. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Send down to the border lounge later. And so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I have some outro music that I should probably play. Huh? Press the button. I gotta find the button. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindersnews.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindersnews or follow us on Twitter at blindersnews.com. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.